This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. This SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. Hi everybody, I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with Iowa State Director of Athletics, Jamie Pollard. It's been a terrific year for Cyclone Athletics, from the Alamo Bowl trip to the resurgence of Iowa State wrestling and great seasons in men's and women's basketball. We'll touch on those topics and many others. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with Jamie Pollard. Jamie, the latest all sports rankings for the Big 12, which measures how each sport is uh, stacking up and then as a collective unit how it stacks up, Iowa State is second behind Texas, I believe. That's pretty elite company. Well, it is, and it's the highest we've been ranked at this late in the season or school year. You know, as you know, John, our goal is to have our teams collectively be in the upper half of the Big 12. That's happened one time in the history of the Big 12. So to currently be second, and, and to be second by a, a significant margin over the team that's third, is just a, a tangible example of the year that we're having. Exciting news today about Hilton Coliseum. Kind of share with us what's going on there. And then also uh, the Sports Performance Center, if you can update us on everything that's happening with that as well. Well, really excited that we were able to put the uh, renderings out today for Hilton so people could have a visual of what was shared two weeks ago by the Regents. You know, that's a project that I'm not quite certain when it technically could begin because we have to go through this regents process and then there'll be obviously a, a big time staging of when they can actually do that around the seasons. But we had to get the ball rolling and that has two major projects for us in the works right now with the Student Performance Center and the Hilton Project, which uh, collectively will be well over $100 million of uh, facility projects. The Student Performance Center, I said it would break around this spring with the weather. I'm beginning to wonder when that is. So, but that it is supposed to break around this spring. That will be about a two-year construction project and a big, big opportunity for all of our sports to be enhanced with a uh, centralized dining facility and academic facility and, and then some new um, other amenities for several of the other sports, including football. And the Hilton renovations will not only be really pleasing aesthetically, but also uh, more convenience for the fans as they walk around the concourse. Well, yes, it has two parts to it. it. It really was born out of our desire to try to do something else for all the fans. You know, we've explored what we could do in Johnny's. I'm not quite certain there was much left we can do there. But um, we did the big renovations of the parking lots this past year. And quite honestly, that was for the higher end donors. And so as we were in that discussion, we started talking about what else can we do that's just for the general fans and not just always for the highest end donors. And so widening the concourses and really making the building be a lot more functioning efficiently through concessions and egress and ingress is one part of it. And then the other part of it is aesthetics and to really kind of take a a great building, but give it a little more of a contemporary look, which will also feed into what we're doing at the Performance Center and some other ideas we have for that general space. Let's talk a little bit about wrestling, ranked 15th nationally heading into the Big 12, and hoping to get eight qualifiers into the NCAA tournament. Man, what tremendous progress when you think about where it was a year ago. Yeah, we've come a long ways in a short period of time. You know, I don't know if Coach Dresser would say we're ahead of schedule. I'll say it. I didn't imagine that we would be as good as we are and as competitive as we are so quickly. 
but it's been fun. It's been energizing, and it's been neat to see all the new faces at the wrestling meets. A little disappointing that you know Mother Nature didn't cooperate with us on Sunday because I think we would have pushed close to 10,000. We sold 6,700 pre-sale, and so. Um, but that doesn't take away from what's been a really great year, and um, I'm really excited to see how they perform at the Big 12 Championships. I'm personally looking forward to going to it and then seeing how they uh, hopefully advance on and and finish at the NCAs. And I, I just love the aggressive thought process of Coach Dresser to go ahead and try to get 10,000 in Hilton Coliseum. And it, I think you're right, Mother Nature's the only thing that kept it from happening, but maybe next year it's worth trying again. He's an outside-the-box thinker in so many ways, and that was a great example. Well, he definitely is. I've coined uh, affectionately that we call him P.T. Barnum because you just never know what's coming next and he always is thinking of how to promote the sport of wrestling and to grow what we're doing here and um, I love it I mean it's, he's very unwrestling coach like you know, I've had very little discussions with him about like technically what goes on in the room and about wrestling and it's been more about just leadership and fundraising and big ideas and that's what um, the program needed to be able to get back to where we all want it to be. It's been a fun year period in Hilton Coliseum. Nice to see the resurgence of men's and women's basketball as well. Absolutely. You know, to have two top 25 teams, to both be either competing for or uh, being in contention late into the season to win a Big 12 Conference Championship. You know, they're both going to be high seeds come the NCAA tournament time. Hopefully the women have done what they need to do to be able to host the first and second rounds. You know, the men, you know, if you would have told us at the beginning of the year that we were going to be in the top 25 and top 15 in the net rankings and be a 20-win team, you know, I think most people would have said take that. So it's been really enjoyable. And that's for the men's program, 20 wins, seven of the last eight seasons, first time in school history. That's great to have that kind of consistency within your program. Obviously, last year was a little step back, but it got corrected quickly and uh, this is more the norm now for what Cyclone men's basketball is. Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned last year. And, yeah, last year we were paying for a little bit of just how our roster kind of was uh, developed during the years that we had great success, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, we're playing a lot of young guys and right now that we're having great success. And, you know, uh, you know, we've all learned because of just the NBA lure and how long people will stay. But, you know, if this crop of young guys stays throughout their whole time, you know, we'll probably have that same situation because we were blessed to have George and Monte and Naz and Matt and you know the whole gang of them that were here the whole time but that changed the recruiting cycle so it's been exciting to see us bounce back as quickly as we have because uh, a year ago the thought that we would be in the position we are in today in basketball most people would have probably looked at you and kind of snickered you know and we saw that's how the coaches had picked us in the preseason you know we weren't predicted to be vying for a big 12 championship so you know I think sometimes we can lose sight of that because you get all excited and think you're maybe going to win the Big 12 championship and then, you know, reality bites because they are freshmen and they went into a little bit of lull and hopefully we corrected that starting with the second half of TCU and certainly the other night against Oklahoma. Really neat moment last night in Lubbock for the women's basketball program. Coach Fenley's 500th win at Iowa State. No other coach in in any sport can can approach that number, uh, the raw number of 500 wins at Iowa State. Amazing accomplishment and says so much about the kind of person that he is. Well, it is truly an amazing accomplishment. I think most people don't. If you really stop and think about it and break it down over how many years you got to coach and how many successful seasons you have to have to get to that number, it gets a little mind-boggling. So, you know, I, I... 
told Coach Fenley last night, I know he's the type that just, you know, he's going to want to downplay it and, you know, and push it off. But it really is a cool accomplishment and one that I hope he, and I know deep down it really matters to him. But I also reached out to all the assistants last night and to Billy, his son, and to Carp, and, you know, just said, you know, Bill's going to get all the accolades because he should. But, um, you know, several of them, have been here for every one of those wins and all of them have been here for a good portion of those wins and they're just as much a part of it as he is. Today's Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to sponsor Iowa Farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. You know the conference tournaments are going to be a lot of fun this year because our teams are so competitive, men's and women's basketball. It's going to be a blast this year. It's going to be even better next year when we get the two tournaments back together in Kansas City. Yeah, I wish it was this year because um, that would be really fun to yeah. be doing it all together down there. But Oklahoma City should be exciting for the women, and Kansas City always is exciting for the men. But a year from now when they're both together and on you know, that same weekend, it um, will be like old times. And you know that helps our women's basketball crowd because we get a lot of crossover. You were just down at indoor track, men's and women's indoor track and the men's program finishing second in the Big 12 for the first time since the first year of the Big 12. Really great measure of just how far this program has come. Well, it really has. You know, the last two years we've scored over 100 points on the men's side. We were by far and away the second place team. Texas Tech, you know, dominated, but we dominated over anybody being behind us in third, fourth, or fifth. And that says a lot about just the depth that the program has developed. You know, the women actually scored more points than I thought they would. We've got a little bit more work to do on the women's side, but there were several unbelievable accomplishments, including uh, Rashawn Romes running the uh, fastest time ever run in the NCA, And, you know, lost in the shuffle is Eric Fulgens, who uh, was the third fastest time ever run in the mm. NCA. And, you know, when your teammate runs the NCA records, people tend to, to overlook that. Edwin Kurgat shared the point total, kind of like the MVP of the meet, by winning two races. And then, you know, we also won the women's hurdles. So there were some outstanding performances. And there were some other performances, too, that where they didn't win the goal, but they were second or third. And so it was, I told the coaches after the meet, I felt like we had a true track team. And I can't say I've been able to say that every year I've been here. And Rashawn's story is so incredible. Oh. To go from a guy who walked on the Iowa State program to the NCAA record holder is incredible. Well, it is. You know, he, his freshman year, uh, he chose to come to Iowa State for academic purposes. He's out of Minneapolis. He was uh, working out with the running club in lead when one of the coaches saw him three years ago as a freshman and just said, uh, excuse me, you know, and he, he said, well, I didn't think I was good enough. Well, good enough evidently means, uh, you know, you can set NCAA records, but maybe you're not good enough. So uh, it is a phenomenal story and a really bright and articulate young man. Season ticket football sales are underway. Very attractive home schedule next year with you and I and Iowa and Texas and, and a total of seven home games. This could be a, a really good year for Cyclone football in terms of attendance and excitement just about the program and we can all see that coming with the direction that Coach Campbell has it going. Absolutely. You know, it, uh, you mentioned having seven home games in back-to-back -back years. You know, we haven't done that in my 15 years, and there's no plans to have that work out that way in the next 10 years. So, plus, we play three home games right out of the bat here in Jack Trice Stadium in September. I think we play four of our first five games here in Jack Trice. So, um, we should have some huge crowds to start the year, which this will probably be a great year to set the average uh, record for attendance. We get Iowa at home. You know, we get 
the Longhorns here in November. You know, people have always clamored for why can't the Southern teams come north in the uh, in the colder weather. So we get that. You know, so the the schedule really shapes up. If we're going to have one of those years, you know, on paper it shapes up that way. As you've had a couple months now to digest it. What are your reflections on that Alamo Bowl experience for Cyclone fans and for the players and the program? A real tip of the hat to Matt to get us into such a tremendous bowl game, such a high-class event. But, man, what an experience. Well, I had been lobbying for a long time to the folks down at the Alamo Bowl that just if we're ever there, take us because we will knock your socks off. And I know they think we knocked their socks off, but I have to admit that we did better than I even thought we would do. So to have, you know, roughly 30,000 people there and to get all the – the information that the Alamo Bowl has sent us subsequent to our being there of, uh, you know, the economic impact reports and the social media reports. And, you know, we, we set all kinds of records demographically, and that only sets us up for future opportunities with the Alamo Bowl or other bowls. But to me, the most rewarding thing of that whole trip was just seeing the smiles on so many Cyclones' faces. Because, yeah. you know, I've, I've kind of said it in jest, but there's truth to it is, you know, Coach Campbell says to trust the process. And there's a lot of Cyclone fans that have been trusting the process for <laughs> their entire life. And it's finally loving them back. I thought a really cool moment was the signing day party over in the Sookup End Zone Club. And Dr. Winterstein not only came to the event, she stayed for the whole thing. And uh, I think that says a lot about how excited she is about Cyclone Athletics. You know, it is. She certainly gets an A for effort for trying because, you know, in all honesty, that you know, athletics is not kind of her forte. And mm-hmm. she's always been a great women's basketball fan. And you could always see her in Hilton, you know, long before she became president. But this whole notion of, you know, being amped up and being into athletics like the rest of us are, you know, that's just, that's not who she is. And that's, that's perfectly fine. But um, she's trying. And so she's, she's, you know, a very smart individual. And she understands the importance of Matt Campbell in the football program. And, you know, not only made an effort to be there, but was there the whole time. And um, I give her a lot of credit for that. Jamie, you've been at Iowa State since the fall of 2005, and as you travel around the country representing Iowa State, how has the national perception of Iowa State athletics changed from the time that you started to where it is right now? Well, you know, in all honesty, um, you know, probably for the first 12 years, it kind of was frustrating because there is a neat story being written here by a lot of people that have worked a long time in this department and a lot of our fans that have supported this place for a long time and unfortunately for a good period of that time quite honestly nobody really noticed right and what really has changed it is success in football Mm -hmm. and what that also does is it reinforces how important football really is I mean we've had success in other areas and on a national scene we've had success in basketball but it just doesn't have the impact that football does and the results that Coach Campbell has produced and the fact that despite national rhetoric that he's going to leave, you know, that he's still here has really changed the perception of Iowa State on a national scene and now kind of just changes the feel of when you're at national meetings or even at the Big 12 meetings that people tend to notice that it's Iowa State and it's not, Ohio. you know, did you say Ohio State? You know, because I mean, I quite honestly got frustrated by that for a lot of years and being in the selection show for the college football playoffs to have our name or our our logo on the board gives you credibility that you just you can't get in other places and you double down on cyclone football once again with more of a commitment to the staff which I know to Matt is such an important element to keeping this thing going and I think every Iowa State fan was excited to see that because they know that you're completely committed 
to sustaining this success. Well, you know, and, and kind of tongue-in-cheek, I hope they were equally committed when, the new, you know, the new ticket prices went out. But, um, but it is, you know, it, continuity amongst the staff in football. You know, we talk about it, you've heard me say it at our all-staff meetings, that our people are our secret sauce. And, you know, if we think we're going to win because we're going to outspend Texas or Oklahoma or outbuild them, you know, we're chasing something that's going to be very unfulfilling. But we can beat them in people. I'm not naive enough to think we have the best people because there's a lot of really good people in this world. But if we have the right people, then we have the best people. And Coach Campbell and his staff are the right people. And so making sure that the right people stay here is, you know, mission critical. And that takes money. And it takes a lot of money when you're talking about football. And, you know, that puts the onus back on us to raise more and sell more tickets and charge more. And we've got to figure out how to be able to do that, but continue to do it within the Iowa State culture and the Iowa State way. And so far, so good. Jamie, thanks for taking so much time. Appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. And thank you for what you do, too, John. I'm proud to have you be, uh, and Eric, to be part of our staff. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.